It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Hey everybody, welcome to part two of Pop My Cork, the year in review. Oops. No. <laughs> I, I couldn't do the noise <laughs> well. <laughs> We're a little not drunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the Pop My Culture Podcast, by the way. Hi. Uh, and this is the second part of our big year-end recap episode. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragland. Part one, uh, of course, uh, was the best of 2012. This will be focusing on the worst of 2012. But it's still lighthearted. It's still very fun. Yeah. As well as our New Year's resolutions and our songs of the year. Ooh, that's a whole lot to listen for. Yeah, a little bit of extra there. Uh, And at this point, too, the wine has been flowing pretty freely. It sure has. So uh, people will be getting a little more passionate about things as well. (laughs) They do. Myself included. (laughs) Uh, gets really passionate towards the end. I do, you guys. I get passionate about a few things. Woo! Uh, it's a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys enjoyed part yep. one. Uh, we'll kick you to part two in just a second. Uh, we're just going to take care of a couple of very quick things in case yes. you didn't listen to part one. Uh, if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It's easy, and it helps us get featured. That's right. Uh, send us an email. Info at popmyculturepodcast.com. We'll write you back. Guest suggestions, things you like about the show. Just to say hi. We love it. We love it. That's right. Uh, and also, we're listener-supported. There's a yes, donate we button on our website. Popmyculturepodcast.com. Any little bit helps. It helps us to, uh, you know, do the show. Do it. Put There's it some on. costs involved. There sure are. It helps to cover that. So we really appreciate every little bit. And if you do donate, we give you a fun shout-out. We sure do. <laughs> also, uh... There's a giveaway. Yeah, uh, we had uh, all of our guests, all of them. Yes, sign uh, the Entertainment Weekly uh, Best and Worst of issue. Uh, so if you want to get a hold of that thing, uh, go ahead and give us your personal top list. Top. Five and bottom five. Yep. Leave them in the comment section on the website under this episode. Yep. And we will pick a winner. Yep. You can do it under part one as well. Yeah. We'll list it under both. Why not? Right? Why not? Let's get the We're conversation feeling generous. Flowing, right? <laughs> so leave your uh, your comments there and we'll pick somebody to win this thing. Sound cool? Sounds really cool, All dude. Right. And without further ado, <laughs> we give you part two of Pop My Cork, the worst of 2012. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we did our top lists for 2012, and now it's time to flip it around and look at the worst list of 2012. We're going to go the opposite direction this time. We'll also loop in our uh, theme songs for the year, the okay. song that we, yep. uh, and then we'll end with uh, New Year's resolutions. That sounds so great. since we're going the other direction, Vanessa, kick us off with your worst five okay. things of 2012. Okay, I'm going to do this. Number one, Kim Ye. Um, <laughs> what is that? Hmm? It's, Kanye, West. Kanye West oh, and Kim Kardashian's baby. No, no, not the baby, just them is my worst. I didn't like this. I don't like this. Is someone? I don't. I don't know what my limits are. I don't know what my <laughs> threshold is because I watch a lot of horrible, horrible things, and I have no judgment on what should be better. But something about the Kardashians just gets like it doesn't. There's no level for me that that's fun. I don't like it. It makes me upset, and it, I feel like everyone's mean and bad and greedy and like represents all these things. And then still married like the whole marriage thing with Chris Humphreys that bothered me all the publicity around it and then now she's with Kanye West like it's too much for me and it's too, it's in every form of media like you cannot escape knowing what a Kardashian is and now they're together and then insult to injury I'm pregnant and who's pregnant Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. and she's gonna steal mm-hmm. all of your thunder yep <laughs> she's having her baby shower the same day same Ugh, guest list the worst. what a whore Kanye's not even gonna be there for the birth because they'll be at the other birth, 
Tell um, you what, I'll run in there and I'll go like, I just want to say that uh, <laughs> Vanessa Raglan's going to have the best baby of all time. <laughs> and I'll interrupt their baby shower. Is that good? Yeah, that'd be Will good. Be happy? Thank right, you. Thanks. So Kim Ye, I don't like it. I don't like that Kim Ye is a thing that I know. Um, number two, I'm going to say social media during the election. Mm. And this is barring the wonderful Twitter things. Twitter, oh, not thank included. Thank you. Yeah. I but will stay. What is included to me? I guess. <laughs> okay, comedians on, on Twitter, not included. And yeah. politicians on Twitter, not included. What I mean is when people that you really want to like in your life and, and Facebook friends and these and family members, oh. like learning what people think yes. and learning when they have like vile reactions to things or what they <laughs> think is okay. It was an upsetting year for me to learn like you, like there's all these hateful people that are just kind of lurking and they show up and I don't know how to deal with it because it's a new thing in social media that like you have to know these things about people that Usually you could just avoid the topics, like yes. you know enough to avoid it. And then to see like vehement opinions expressed, it really disturbed me. Because I don't want to, I'm never going to get involved in a like comment thing or even try to think. It's just like, now you know. And you can't unknow it. It's the whole Facebook soapbox thing. Because there's, there's not a character limit. You know what yeah. I mean? So people will go on these big diatribes. And then you're like, I, if I comment on this... I'm going to have to see every other fucking comment that comes in on But it's this. like there's no reason to comment. No one's changing their mind. No one is That's doing this to true. have a conversation. Yeah. It's just like People it feels good to blurt believe. it out. And um, and then it's a little train wrecky because you're like, now i got to see what this person's going to say on this. Like, you know they're going to weigh in and it's going to... Like, I got kind of addicted to the way it made me mad and sad. Mm, so it's yeah. like you're going to look at those people that bother you. I don't want to do that. I want the funny stuff and the insightful stuff, and it's it makes me uncomfortable to be like, oh, I just want to pretend that I like you all the time, and now I have to know this about you. I think people forget how personal politics are. Yeah, it's the same thing as religion. You know, the fact that people are that talk about their religion and talk about their politics in an open forum is is astonishing to me because it is so personal and it affects personally so many people like i think that's what really bothers me because when people want to have their feelings on all these hot button issues of course it's going to be polarized because the issues are all polarized but to think that they don't have like 30 people on their list that are severely affected by this or that could be so crushed that you would say it like that stuff really bothered me this year just like they feel like there's no filter yell at me till Facebook. Like, I'm oh. not political, but I'll just make some innocuous thing. Yeah. You, uh, it's not about you or something. People or just feel so things. safe and anonymous that they don't they don't mind saying, like, you, whatever they want. It's, just, oh, it's weird what people get upset about. And I've said this a few times on the podcast, but I made a tweet joke once about sliced bread. I said, like, oh, yeah. something like, I, I find it hard to believe that sliced bread would ever top anyone's best of list <laughs> just because of that whole, you know, the saying, right. the best things in sliced bread. And I got literally, like, at least 20 people that tweeted me, like, well, obviously, you've never baked your own bread and had to slice it. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to the defense Jesus. of bread. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. There it is. Wow. I mean, that's, that's it the... It was a yeah. joke about a saying. Yeah. Yeah. Really? It's yeah. amazing, it's like, it, it's amazing how few comments it takes before somebody calls somebody a, a Nazi yep. or oh, yeah. a yeah. racist or a yep. sexist. Comparison or, to Hitler within, yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, immediately and over nothing. Yep. Yeah, I had a similar experience. I posted something about girls, about the show Girls. Yeah. And, and within seven comments, two strangers... Uh, got into a fight and like, and they were, you know, you know who else you, posted about girls? Hitler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just my favorite show. Yeah, yeah. And, and so yeah, it's not even at me. It's just like it's just this ugly thing. It's yeah, on your walls. It really oh, bothers no. me. Like just no. the way that people can get so angry and so mean and feel like there's no consequence. Like, 
I don't like that. This was actually high on my list as well. Yeah. And like to, when when the debates came out, uh, I, I had never gone any ounce of political. Yeah. On, on the, I'm like, if you're following me, you just want to hear some funny, or yeah. you like the show, or or you're a friend of mine, and that's it. And you don't. And why should you care about right. my pitch? But then the, then I, I started, and the debates happened, and. I may have been drinking some bourbon <laughs> while I was white. And so I was like, fuck it. And I, just, and I started a little bit. I, but I was still, I, I have one of my best friends is a Republican. Yeah. Certainly a lot of my family members are. Yep. I am pretty tolerant of other people's opinions, much yeah. like your religion. I'm not going to disparage. Right. Don't disparage mine. And I made a joke about, uh, um, uh, oh, it was during the... Um, Planned Parenthood thing, mm-hmm. and uh, it was essentially, and I read it in a hillbilly accent, so pardon me, but <laughs> you mean Planned Parenthood does something else and other than just hand out rubbers to harlots? <laughs> and I literally got back, yes, they also <clears throat> abort assholes like you. Oh! And I, and, wow. and now normally, now here's the question, do I retweet with a comment? Yeah. And, I, and most of them, I was like, no, and this was like, Fuck you, you mind. And I, it was like, let people know. Well, I just went, well, that's a little harsh with what he said. And then everyone else can like jump yeah. on this guy for But it's like, well, okay, I'm not going to change anyone's opinion. Yeah. And and one of my best friends, he, he came out as a Republican on Facebook, and my wife was heartbroken. Yeah. And I was like, baby, it's okay. And she was a how? I'm like, it's okay. He's still. <laughs> He's still, still a dear friend. Yeah. So, yeah. It's okay. It's yeah. good. This is a good thing. So you're seeing that people can be other and different than you and still be human beings. But yeah, yeah. I wasn't aware of like who was Democrat, who was Republican. So Facebook, yeah, even, you know, I'm not political, but I mean, I, m- most of my stuff, I just say stupid things, you know, yeah. just m- moronic things. <laughs> but then I want to put around my office pictures of, I forget, it's some executives, casting directors, respectable people. And my friends, I go, I shouldn't, you know, make these jokes about antidepressants or whatever, or slipping or, what, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I forget that there's real people you don't want to say these things in front of. I, I lost so many followers during the debate. <laughs> and then people are like, well, you're an actor, shut up. I'm like, well, then why are you following me? Right. Yeah. If you don't, uh, and also you don't have to agree with everybody. You, like, don't have to you agree. cannot look at that. And I'm not saying this is my opinion, and yours right. is wrong. Yeah. Look, Again, with seven accent. I'm every sorry. single tweet would be ice cream. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> and would, you know what I mean? Everybody's like, yeah, ice cream. Wrong. Well, no, great. unless you're lactose intolerant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you stupid. What's the fucking point of anything where everybody's just going to say something that everybody agrees with? Yeah. What's the fucking point of that? Uh, There's nothing with that. I think we can all agree that like. Smiles are great. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? Being alive in the morning, am I right? (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Okay, my number three is... I'm growing up. Um, My crush on Zac Efron this year... Did it go away? It's waning. Wow. I don't want to say it's gone. It feels like a death. It does. Do you not like What did he do this year? anymore? Well, I mean, I can still get into this. I can still, I still have the child inside of me. Yeah, I think it was when we entered parenthood, it started to get real. Um, I don't know what happened. What was the, oh, the the movie he made, the Nicholas Sparks movie? Like, I'm looking around like somebody could help me. The one where he plays Catch with his brother's ghost? No, not Dead Ghost, baby. Oh, the lucky one. Okay, thank you, Jenny. Um, Because he's a hardened vet. Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, I thought I could get into that for just like the cheese factor of it, and it was just like I can't even do this. I can't. 
I don't know who I am anymore. I got a thing. <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> I am I anymore because <laughs> you don't know if you really like Zac Efron at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's how it feels to me. All right. Um, okay. But luckily, out of nowhere, a crush on Channing Tatum was born this year after 21 <laughs> Jump Street. Goodness. So I feel like there's still the young girlish spirit inside of me that knows she's destined for something better. <laughs> Just kidding, baby. <laughs> He's on sound. Um, okay. Next question. Oh, sad breakups. I really got like emotionally sad when Will Arnett and Amy Poehler split up and Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. They're just those marriages that like kind of represent mentally that the people that you really look up to and that are so funny and real have like happiness in their life and stability in their life. And when it breaks up, it's just sad. Those felt sad to me and like very real of like, oh, I wanted that to work for them. Really? But, but wait a second. But with Danny and, and Rhea, not that I yeah. know them, but like, who says there's animosity? Who says there's bad? Maybe they just want, oh, you know what? We've had a good. They're supposedly maybe years. getting back together too. And maybe you know what? Let's take a couple years off because frankly, I don't want to take your a face break. Yeah, not, I mean, <laughs> you put in your time. Is that your approach to marriage? <laughs> no, I don't like, like your I mean, face anymore. <laughs> and not that they're horrible. Yeah, they're sad. Or there's this horrible thing with this. Story. I don't think either of these were angry. Like nothing nasty seemed to be going on. There were rumors about things. Well, but the good thing was Netflix picked up their marriage. <laughs> Is memes. I don't like memes. Yeah. yeah. Memes are over. Uh, I hate them. I'm with you. I hate them. Yeah. They feel so the fake. The, they're those shared images on Facebook with texts over them. And it doesn't have to be Facebook. I never knew how to pronounce it, so thank you. Memes. Um, memes. Isn't it yeah. meme? So it'll be like a picture of like somebody giving a thumbs up, and then it'll be like a weird Dude, picture. But then everybody yeah. will pick up on it and put their own text on top like of it. Logo. So it becomes yeah. like a yeah. thing. Yeah. And then they become sort of characters like sad bear or yeah. whatever. Grumpy and then, cat. Right. Uh, handsome 10K. Guy. So whenever yeah. you've seen those images that people post, they're usually because... Other people. You know. There's like hipster Ariel. There was business. All cat. the Ryan Gosling ones. Like the worst one this year. I, I've never liked them. They always just feel fake and like it's like telling somebody else's joke or something. Like it doesn't feel like ever oh, yeah. funny to look at. Um, but there was one this year where I was just like, and everyone has to agree this. We can't do this in society anymore. <laughs> there, did you guys see this thing with cats with toast on their head? No. <laughs> it was like a thing. Like we. You take a cat. <laughs> step one. Step one. Take you, take, you take a piece of toast and you you take the inside out and you put a cat's oh, wait, head. I have seen that through the toast. Yeah. Should I listen to me in color? That's adorable. Tim loves it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, let's look at it now. Can we get up a computer? I, I think we need to change our top five list. Yeah. We're gonna go back and edit that episode. I just feel like we reached the point. Little whiskers no sticking out. <laughs> I don't even know if there was some joke that I'm not getting. Like. Is there a pun there that's not... I don't know. But it was a thing that was happening, and I would see people with their cat's heads through toast. It's weird. It's just not funny. It's sad, and it's not nice to the cat, and it's a waste of breath. Oh, I just feel like cats on the internet are kind of played out now. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like it's finally time. It's like Unless laughing babies. seven years cat. old, and then they're still... It's still oh working. <laughs> Law cats. Cats would disagree, though. Cats are like, we're having our day. This is our renaissance. <laughs> time. Not gonna that was into the dark age when they tried to burn us with the witches. <laughs> uh, so that was my to- bottom tops. Oh, and my theme song this year. It came out in 2011, but it doesn't matter when it comes out. It's how it makes you feel. Um, Florence and the Machine, Shake It Off. I love that song. It makes me feel so good every time. I listen to it a lot on runs, and 
just always makes me feel centered and happy and excited. And, you may change yeah. my theme song. You just give me an idea. Don't mm-hmm. use that one. If you haven't said it yet, it's not real. That too. Um, so that's my thing. <coughs> well, top five worst. Then. All right. Um, my top five worst. Uh, my first one I'm going to tack on. Uh, it's, it's in opposition to my number five favorite, oh. which was Anne Hathaway's performance in Les Mis. My number one is... My number one worst is the rest of Les Mis. Oh, you know no. the decision. How dare you? I know. <laughs> well, here's the thing: you had never heard the musical. Right, 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 right. And I think that that. Prob- I mean, I think that that's more. You didn't hear when Ryder Strong was yeah, in it. Yeah. When it was real. <laughs> yes, when no, it was good. I just think that if, if the, expo- the exposure to music is is great because the music is so good and the song the songs are amazing, the writing, whatever. But I think. The choices that they made that he made as a director to shoot everything in close up. Yeah. I think watching somebody go through emotion is very rarely interesting in of itself. You know, I think it's like you're. W- I feel like a movie or a play or a musical, especially, is supposed to inspire emotion in you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that he just got it wrong. Like just watching people's faces, you end up halfway through the movie, you're like, God, he's got a lot of freckles. Or yeah. you know, you're just like, because, and it's not, and it's not because anybody's necessarily yep. bad. It's just because you're zoning out on faces for so yeah. long. It's like this crazy psychedelic experience after a while. And I just thought that was suffocating and not what the musical is, which is this epic story. And, and you know, somebody tweeted like. Like, I love that part in Les Mis when they were in Los Feliz singing about the colors. And it's kind of true. It's like you don't even know where you are half the time. Yeah. Like There's just this sort of close-up sense. I don't know. But Anne Hathaway, first ten minutes, totally worth it. So take that or leave it. But the, uh, number two for me is seeing The Hobbit in 48 frames. <laughs> now, I already am not like a huge Lord of the Rings person, but I was like, I got to go see The Hobbit. And I got to go see it in this high frame rate, um, which I don't know if everybody knows like about that yeah. whole issue. But normally films are in 24 frames. They shot this one in 48, and it was just a disaster. And like the whole time I was watching it, I kept thinking, okay, it's it's my problem, right? Like because if actually this is closer to reality, like it's more beautiful. It's closer to what real motion looks like and it's just my association with like 1970s BBC television that's ruining this and I can't get over it and I'm just Mm-mm. gonna say like I will never accept like it's we not should stick problem. to 24 frames no one likes it but, but I, if you were a kid and you were just never seen movies before that would look better to you it's just that it looks I don't know. That's what I was yeah. trying to fight. I was like, no, no, no. I got to commit to this because already, like, James Cameron's going to do it. Year, you'll love it. Maybe. Well, great. That's my pattern. So <laughs> that's what you it's do. like movies but no, it should sucks. look like movies. Like it's yeah. like right. you're paying money to escape innocent that's like neat looking or glossy but that's a cultural association. Yeah. Right? Like movies should look like movies is a cultural historical association. It's not. You know, it's not like we're our blank aesthetic slates and we're just able to see it. We're bringing all this baggage, and for me, my baggage is it looks like bad TV. It's like when I bought my big flat screen TV that had, hey, it's got this one de- this one button you can push. Oh, that yeah. makes it look super crazy, and I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't look like a movie. No, it looks like, like a this, soap opera, right? Yeah, it like has this, that, this yeah. is too weird. This is not how a beautiful cinematic film should look. Yeah. Totally. Simply because of how what you much like yeah. when I saw Le Miz for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was even like with the old uh, when they used to make movies for three instead of widescreen, but they right. would use pan and scan to go back and forth. Oh, yeah. the worst! And it would just like look just like this awful weird like you could tell the computer was manipulating it to go like these two people are on the screen right now. 
normally having a conversation together. Right. But they can't fit that on your television screen, which is a box. So we're going to go back and forth from these two people whenever we think it's mm-hmm. interesting. Uh-huh. And the composition's all off and it looks awful. I remember and, when yeah. I was a kid, I watched the movie Multiplicity. And like every yeah. joke in that movie is about so there being four of them or five of them. And so they had to like pause and pan and scan. It was like the oh. death of every joke in this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Already not a great movie to begin with. But like now it's just... Yeah. Um, all right, my number three, and this is a, this might have happened in 2011 a little bit, but I, you know, 2012 was the year that I sort of this is the Fifty Shades of Grey phenomenon. Like I just, and, I'm, and not just the book, but the whole thing. The thing. And you know what it was? Yeah. It was like there's the, there's the book, which is awful, and I did read it, and like Me there's too. that, I'll and there's all them. the conversations about how awful it is. But then there's like the sort of next level where it's like I know it's so awful, but I love it, kind of. Thing that happened. Of it and, yes, oh. and like one that sort of when everybody I knew, like especially since I do a books podcast, and because I'm a huge book nerd, like book everybody, I, I do a book podcast called Literary Disco. That's oh, right, you were in the bathroom. So uh, people talk to me about books that they read a yeah. lot, and I have lots of conversations about books, and like the fact that so many conversations had to be had about the Fifty Shades oh. of Grey thing. I just got to the point where it's like I'm so over it. And, Why know, don't you just go get some good erotica? Exactly. Like, it is. What I don't yeah. understand I mean, is like I'm like if you go online, you can find anything you want. It's like it's want. written by it, a 16 year old girl. It, you know what it, it was? You know, chiclet initially. Just the whole idea of chiclet is so embarrassing. Yes. Right. And it was bad enough with Eat, Pray, Love, which was also incredibly a, such a bad representative of what women want. Right. You know, and but it, it's such just, a great it's, movie. <laughs> but I mean, just so dickless. You know. And, yeah. You know, there should be some edge to anything like that. That's why when it's chiclet, I'm out. Look, we and got our like, gore, our guns, we got our pornography, we got our race cars. <laughs> you guys eat gelato. India, sadomasochistic, whatever. Just in the long line of embarrassing books that are supposed to represent women. Yeah. You know, and I haven't read this book, but, you know, and I hadn't even heard of it until they were doing parodies about it on SNL. But my sister said she tried to read it, and not only was it there was bad spelling and poor grammar in it. Oh, yeah. But that it was repetitive. So oh, repetitive. My inner sex goddess <clears throat> did a backflip. Is in yeah. there at least inner five hundred times. I bit my lower lip. Inner yeah. goddess alone is just oh, so yeah. is mortifying. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The inner goddess is yeah. like referenced. Oh. You should do a And she's always doing a backflip. That's all she does. Yeah. And here's the thing: like we all do how about gymnast. women reading this book in public? Yeah. You oh, get yeah. on a plane, and there's a woman which. Well, when you say the acceptability of that and. Erotica, like if I if I look on the internet at porn and nudity, I'm a pathetic middle aged guy. But if I'm at Tashin at the Grove looking at those big porno things, but they have hard covers, then that's art. <laughs> or in the Barnes and Noble, they have you know nudity, every kind of nudity, but it's a hard cover book and artsy. That hey, I'm a guy it's with classy. Culture. Yeah. Well, all Fifty Shades of Grey has is a mask on the cover, a, so that's pretty classy. A woman at my daughter's, I believe it was gymnastics class was reading it and my wife, and she said something to my wife like, have you read this? She's like, like, no, what what is it? She goes, you're going to have to bring uh, literally she's like, you're going to have to bring more panties in your purse. Like, it's going to make you, this is a woman at my child's gymnastics class. (laughs) Sounds like a dance mom. (laughs) And then she yelled, you didn't stick that. (laughs) 
you know, the, the worst part about that has no future. The worst part about that book for me was not it was also that it was like okay, so it's it's purporting to be edgy, it's purporting to be radical in some way, or like. But actually, when you read the book, it's so conservative, and all it does is replicate like women's roles and men's well, roles. Well, no, it's teaching and, like, a woman that she can change a man and she should be punished. Right. It's like you know, it's the most conservative. Yeah. It's. But it yeah. also sounds from the excerpts I've read is that it's very adolescent. Well, because it's mentality. Twilight fan fiction that got made yeah. into a book. It's so, just I mean, so immature. What yeah. a what a ride. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jumping on to Vanessa's bandwagon, Facebook is number four for me. And this is not just for the political thing, but I just, this was the year where finally, like, the negatives outweighed the benefits. It just seemed like, because it was always this level of, like, well, there's some fun stuff. I get to, like, when I, you know, haven't seen somebody for a long time and I run into him at a party, we've caught up because we're Facebook friends. So it seemed like it always sort of worked out. And this year, and mostly because last month I got engaged, and it was like, congratulations. And we just had this, like, three-day extensive conversation of, like, when are we going to put it on Facebook? And it was, like, such a chore. And it was, like, how are we going to do this? And sure enough, like, we finally were, like, okay, we're going to do this, right? We, we set out a plan. We made sort of a joke out of it, put up a couple photos and put it up. And, and then the photos ended up getting leaked and, like, on websites and, like, stuff that – and it was, like, wait a minute. I, I thought we were – finally at that point where it's like we're gonna open this up to our you know 400 facebook friends or whatever and it was like no it opened it up to the world and i was like any semblance of that this thing could still be like a private cool actual social space is gone for me it's like no this is a complete virtual space there's no connection with real people in the real world i'm just over it i'm like all right basically i'd rather like i like the twitter model better because it's like it's more impersonal in a way. It's much more like you can follow anybody. Anybody yeah. can follow you. You can turn it on. Also, off. I feel and... safer on Twitter. Like yes. I feel like Facebook. I, I mean, I just joined under a fake name. Yeah. I've got four friends who are basically my family. But I'm afraid. Like I'm the guy who's going to mistakenly put a drunken nude picture on the right. thing. Yeah. Right. And yeah. whereas Twitter, yeah, you got to be really. Yeah. You got to right. try. And it's also a craft. You know, it's a craft. You're, you're looking at 140 characters. You're like trying to craft something. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Facebook is like, Bleh, look yeah. at it. I vomited. It? You know, whatever. Um, and my number five is the United States Congress because I just <laughs> oh, just a blanket well. statement. But this year has been the hundred and twelve. So, yes, the hundred and twelve. The hundred thirteenth. Yeah, we're praying. For, yeah, whatever. But oh. this Not is high. just like man. I mean, the, this last month especially is just so absurd. Like, and I can't believe that we're at this point where this is how government functions. So that's my number five. A handmaiden's Tale. Any second. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, and then my theme song for the year actually came out the year before, but um, there's a band called Blind Pilot. I don't know mm-hmm. if anybody knows them. They're like a sort of folky rock band from Portland that I love. And um, they have this song called Half Moon. And it's not like a great song. It's actually more poppy than their stuff usually is. They're usually sort of basic folk. But it has – the chorus is – I couldn't figure out what the chorus was saying. And I thought it said something about faith. And I was like, that's horrible. That doesn't matter. Faith? What? Have faith? And then I actually looked it up and I listened to the lyrics and it, uh, it's hold high how faint your reasons. And I just love that line. And, it, you know, it's a song about just following your heart. Don't be so logical. You know, hold high how faint your reasons are. And I just thought that is so wonderful. And I, it's a great song. But I was just obsessed to that song over What's and over. Song? Half Moon by Blind Pilot. Mm. I have so much to look up. I know. I didn't realize I was going to start like an email chain, <laughs> send each other some links. Also, you on Twitter. Let's get to yeah. it. At Ryder Strong. Great. Great. That's going. That's going. 
Me? Okay. Five. The first one is uh, from the best. I think I touched on this. Um, when I marathoned and fell in love with Breaking Bad, it ruined shows like Dexter, where at first I kind of liked it, like, because I'm a misfit, I'm trying to pretend to be normal, but I imitating regular people, like at parties, and yeah. I related to that. But he became Get Smart. Like, it, it, like this is how I define what's great about Wait, he Breaking talked Bad. into his shoe? What? Well, no, it's like he's knocking things over. He goes, in, he, he gets evidence, and he, he coughs, and they look the other way, and he knocks things over. They run out, and I'm not exaggerating. And <laughs> the way I define a great show, Breaking Bad, there's only one or two. Oh, come on, moments. That wouldn't happen. Breaking Bad, there's only one or two. With, with Dexter, it's, all right, every episode, he has a kill room in a, in, a, in a thing, in a hotel, brings it up. Every year, he finds other mass murderers in Florida. He had so many, and he finds them, and he kills them. He fi- he's always, women are falling in love with him that are also murderers, but they love him. He's the sexiest guy, and it became cartoony after Breaking Bad. And like I said, it was really great, the John Lithgow thing, the British yes, lady, yeah. and and and, but then with um, it, then I tried watching it after a, a Breaking Bad, and it's like I don't like Dexter. It was interesting. I don't care that you love to kill. I, I'm, I'm, I don't care that you're killing bad people. I don't care that your sister curses. And it's, all right, we get it. You say fuck a lot, and and also. But what do you with, think about Dexter? And I used to like it. <laughs> with Breaking Bad, there's no characters. You go, oh, not this guy. With with, with Dexter, you know the, the lieutenant and this idiot. You're you rooting know. for murders. Oh, yeah. they're all and. and Something, and then someone told me what happens in Dexter. I'm not going to say it, but isn't it clever? No, it just it's just because you're saying this guy shoots this one and they slip. You're just just coming up with contrivances. So Dexter really it really hurts when you love something like with The Wire. Amazing season five became none of you got up to that, huh? Mm. Became ridiculous. So Dexter's my number one thing that um, got ruined from yeah. Breaking Bad. Yeah. I really... Did anyone make the bar really high because oh, of that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I loved Dexter a lot, too. And I've still watched every episode, but this me season too. was just uncomfortable for me. Even the one with... What's her name? Who's that one? Um, Lula? Uh, who's that girl? That um, Julia... Julia Stiles. Yes. Even that was... Okay and interesting, but I, I liked everything. He's a hunk enough until this year was just not. It was too but much. They had other they've run out stuff. of all the books, and they've yeah. yeah I think they've the been same doing repetitive thing. Sometimes well, a show is ready to be retired. Yeah, and I think it knows. But it. he had a divorce, so he needs. Well, it's uh, money funny because I don't realize how like soap opera or campy that show is until they do the recaps at the top, right. and you're like, oh my god, I watched that last week and I was so into it, and in the replay you're like, it is a soap opera. I'm watching a murder soap opera. Um, and sometimes that works for me. <laughs> My second thing, um, I'm tired of hi- hipsters pretending to be nerds doing hipster jokes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, wow, well, there's this guy I know. And, he, and, and you know, look, I, when I did stand-up, I'm, I'm a nebbish, and it was nebbishes. That it's all these guys, dude, I'm, a, I'm going to Comic-Con because I'm a nerd, because I love robots, because I'm cool like everyone else. Bill Burr did a great rant about um, what's a, good. Did you hear that thing? No, that, I, I just saw the heckling bit. He did a bit about how 
He's tired of shows like The Office or these things that are just so, like, uncomfortable and, you know, it's so cool to be a nerd and be, hey, I'm awkward. But they're being the coolest people. And there's one guy, I, I, I had to stop following him on Twitter. He goes, dude, a hipster. And they're making fun of hipsters. But you, you know what I'm saying? And nerds are the coolest people. And, and you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's just like... Do you, you know, when I went, I would have got laid more being skinny. If I was now, I could be like a brooding Rick Ocasek. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I am an animation guy. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a brooding animator, but I don't like, yeah, this whole thing of this. I, I did a rant on Mark Marin about Nerdist and Chris Hardwick, and I went on. He's a great guy, but but just how no, you're not a nerd. They hijacked that word, yeah, and yes. yeah, and it's like yeah, it's to be a misfit to really feel out of place, and it's the and but but I'm saying they do this thing like they kind of like they I said brooding of the goatee and yeah. yeah, and they talk slow and we're awkward and it's just it's just now it's like cool to embrace something that people would previously think was nerdy if you're semi attractive. So like you can be like semi attractive like fucking Dungeons and Dragons. Am I right, people? Oh, I'm so nerdy. To say is or, I play video, or even a guy like yeah. like let's say people emulate Kevin Smith. They'll be frumpy and late and and, and you know, but they're cool, man, dude. Yeah. We'll get to level six. You know what I mean? And they're, they're hunks. Right. Yeah, so I fucking hate that. <laughs> I, um, it may, you know something? Uh, number three is like these trolls. Okay. Like, uh, we talked about it on Facebook, but now because of the internet, everyone's a reviewer. You know, everyone could chime in. And, you know, because I... I don't. This is a woman always tell me about parties. <laughs> Why did you tell me about Phil Rosenthal's party? I went to Sarah Silverman's uh, birthday party. Tell me about that. I want to meet a guy. Yeah. She goes, "Do you know about a party?" Uh, Fred just got a call. If you guys are <laughs> she's always asking. I'll tell her something. Uh, I brought it to Paul Mazursky's party, and she's going, "I want a guy in his thirties," and he's annoying. But she means well. Um, but that, oh, yeah. So, like, if you sell... I, I did my Kindle single on... I learned... I don't know if you guys have learned this. Don't read reviews of yourself oh, or yeah. anything. Oh, no. Because, like, people, five stars by Seinfeld year, and I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. Then one guy, one star. This guy, it was... I loved it, but it was too short. It's called a single. Or they yeah. go, this guy's a loser. I'd want to read something by a star. Or you know, all these trolls. Like, if you read... I love... Reading IMBD comments, you know, about movies, TV shows, but everyone, almost 99%, they'll bring it to racism. Hey, if this was about b- white people or this was black, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like um, these trolls that love um, That's the like thing. commenting and. Just the conflict, thing about the yeah. internet, you, the more successful you get, the more people want to tear you down. And, like, I mean, just even, like, we read things that people write about our podcast. Yeah. And, like, it's mostly positive, but there's a handful of, like, fuck this it's bullshit. It's just, like, the, there's no place, because if you don't have an extreme opinion, it'll get lost. So all people have is extreme opinions. And right. it gets crazy. Well, you know thing. something? When, when we moved to Nerdist, like, we, like, that was a big step for yeah. us, like, becoming part of the Nerdist Network. And I told Vanessa before, and I'm like, you realize now, now we're going to get shit. We're going to get some yeah. people that are going to listen to like 15 minutes of one episode and decide that we're the worst thing in the world because it didn't initially grab them for some reason. Super Caligula oh. wants to kill me well, with a broom. Yeah. <laughs> it's only, like, people will only uh, write uh, about you if they if like zero is hate and ten is love. Right. Yeah. They're only interested if they if it's ten 
or zero through five. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anything negative is fun to write about. Yeah. Yes. And then like super crazy love that you also should not pay attention to right. because it's scary and weird. Right. But like, right. But like it's that nice in between. Right. Like, yeah, but if they're like, you never hear. No, you'll never. Yes, yeah, like, I have hey, most positive feelings about it. But I think it's a good thing that's not fun to write for people. If it brings out hate, like um, I did this independent movie, Fred and Vinny, and it hits on things that hit a nerve, isolation, you know. Being alienated, real nerdy, yeah. not like, dude, when we did dungeons, you know, hey. <laughs> you know, so if it hits a nerve, people either they're really affected by it or it, it bothers them. Like my, my Kindle single, at first I'm getting five stars, but then I started getting one star and I felt good because I realized this is reaching out, really reaching yeah. out. And if it, if it hits a nerve, like I met some woman at this party, she goes, yeah, I, I read your thing, it bothered me, it's negative, it's depressing. Because my parents are like that. So I think uh, it bothers them. All roads lead to them. You know, yeah. and it's funny. There's this thing. I didn't know what it was. The AV club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's mm-hmm. a big thing. Where eight months later, my book, this guy reviewed it. And he wasn't reviewing me. He was, I mean, the book, me. This guy's depressing, negative, most fragile guy. You know, when he's on a podcast, they treat him like their depressed uncle is there. And <laughs> it really brought sales up. Because I want to read about the most messed up guy yeah. kind of right on Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. But people were chiming in. I see that guy at the Grove. He looks so fragile. I'm afraid to go up to him. And one guy chimed in. He goes, this guy came to my party. He brought shitty beer and he stole a good beer. And, and I don't know what good beer is. And that's something I would do. But people loved. Why would you make up? But they loved just bashing yeah. someone. Yeah. But I realize I'm doing something good when people go, this guy's annoying. He's... You know, it's almost like the Gilbert Gottfried. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. the fact that I'm annoying the people, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but yeah, the trolls is number two. These people that just love, it makes them feel good to, to bash things. Um, I, um, I, this is very specific, psychotically spe- specific. <laughs> but you said things, you know, I, I, I live by the Grove, and it's like, you know, it's, you bump into people. And I used to love anthropology, had these benches. And I'd sit there and I'd see dogs and drink a latte. But they took benches away. They took all the seats away at the Grove because they didn't want people to sit there. They think I'm a mental patient for people. <laughs> so now the Grove, you just have to walk through and buy things. Oh, so that's very specific. Shame. They still got to see some by Oh, by Nordstrom's, they got some seats. <laughs> some benches. Yeah, outside, but you got to be... Husband yeah, quarters? You can sit on the things. trolley. You can ride the trolley back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, you, this is last minute you called. Yeah. I, uh, I would have I had some good ones if I was at the end. It's like walking at a restaurant. And you go, you go. And then I could, like, look. So I would have had different ones if I was last. Um, number four. Well, Facebook comedians, when they... they I, I friend everyone because I'm afraid of hurting people's feelings. <laughs> and then I get all these... Invitations to open mics in cities I don't live in from oh. comics. Yeah. Why am I going to go to any open mic thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's Even like, if it's don't at you the end of your it? block, you're yeah. not going to go. Like, and you're not going to go <laughs> for sure if it's in South Carolina. Right. <laughs> Which I get invited it. to shows. There was a guy Every on the bench at the Grove. Yeah, yeah. Still <laughs> not I hate to defriend people, but one guy kept inviting me to his improv class in Phoenix. Oh. Yeah. And it's like, look, when, when you're on Facebook, I, I need to know people differentiate. I know it's easy to, to, to send to every friend, but at least go, okay, 
I'm going to send this invitation to people that maybe live in L.A. Well, Just it's not make that an effort. Because you have to click. It's hard. Like, okay, I, I, I have to do a lot of event invites for the things I do at right. website comedy, and like I have like a lot of friends because I also yeah. have people that ask good me. Show, but, but not like, an open but, mic. But for me, it's like there will be there are people I know that I, I will do an all code because I have like over like 1,500 people and I got to try to click through. It takes forever. You know an all code? Yeah, there's an all code you can use, oh. and in Firefox, I use that, and then I go back and I de-check people that I know will give me shit. Ah, uh, yes. Because yeah. my whole thing is like, yes, I know you live in Boston. Like, and I know you're not coming to this, but also you don't have to open up this event and you don't have to oh. come to this event. You're on Fred's worst list. But I have oh. to put it up there. <laughs> so for me, it's like, it's like I know I just take them out because they'll be like, oh, I'll be there in a minute, but I live in fucking East Coast. You know, like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's more annoying than that on Facebook when people put you part of a group? The dudes that love, you know, knocking things off shell. I can't get about <laughs> You know what I mean? And then you don't know say when they put you part of a group. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't like when they put you on weird groups. You're like, yeah. what? 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 Why am, yeah. I, why am yeah. I grouped in? You with can't a, escape game feed file. either. There's a lot of things oh, that you yeah. cannot. You could do like cockroaches because you could block like Farmville, um, poker stakes, all these things. Ooh. But but then they'll come up with a new one. It's like, you know what I'm saying? You could mm-hmm. block yeah. all these. Fucking it's Spotify. Whack-a-mole. Does anybody else have this issue? Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know what You'll that get is. these emails. Spotify is this online like radio service that I use for like two minutes one time. And I will get these emails saying like, you know. Gary has added two songs to his mix 90s hits. <laughs> what? Am I following Gary's playlist that much that I need to know that he's updated it by two songs? That he's added Chumbawamba and Sugar Ray? Do I need to fucking know that? Is that worth an email in my box? Yeah. Crazy. But thank you, Spotify. Thank you so fucking much. Well, I figured out when someone helped me turn off my phone, I would get alerts like Kitty Lovers, something posted on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? It would go to your iPhone. Did you ever get that? And someone showed me how to turn it off. But I was getting, oh, I'm excited. I hear the beeping noise. And it's like Jerry posted and, you know. So-and-so liked your comment about something. That I could like. They liked it. (laughs) Somebody tagged you. And really, it was something that was you were like a part of the subject. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, like in a photo or anything right. like that. Yeah. somebody tagged you, or you expected you accepted a spam person as your friend, and they tagged you in a picture of these new Reebok oh. Jam oh. shoes. The shoe thing. Wow. What yeah. is that? No, that's not just spam. That's regular people get spammed. Yeah, and, and, and then and, the yeah. shoes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what is it? It's worst. terrible. My terrible, number terrible. one thing about 2012 <laughs> comedians. With with tape over their mouth, like oh, um, you guys, you gotta tape me up. You know what I'm saying? You never see pictures that I miss. The whole like too hot for censored. Yeah, too crazy. They gotta have duct tape over their face. Like they're all outrageous. I love it. Everywhere, every comedian. I'm gonna sell duct tape to comedians. Like. Like you know, I mean, like Rod Robinson special. They got duct tape, but every oh, comedian's yeah. like, you know, what I'm talking. I about? do. Like I'm so outrageous. Totally like it is. Yeah. Like oh, right, because this is Russia where you can't say things. Now, if they put a ball gag, they could do a whole Fifty Sheets of Grey. Yeah. Yeah. and they would make millions. Millions of dollars. That's Unbelievable. That was annoying me. Well, what's an I? Uh, yeah, just comedians <laughs> with. Uh, I, I, you know, again, I friend everyone. It's always, all right, let me click this on. And some guy with a mic. And you got a show in your profile picture. You hold a mic. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, uh, I was hard to pick a, I don't know why I changed, you know, a symbol. You know, I like the movie, not movie, the song Walk by the Foo Fighters because mm-hmm. I would get really, sometimes I'm depressed. I go, 
you know, I don't have kids. You know, if someone said one of you has to go, I'd go, all right, they have families. But then I get, I don't want to die. You know the thing, I never want to die, the Foo Fighters yeah. war. Yeah. But I really, the song I played a lot, I liked, it was funny, like, um, I didn't want anyone to tell me. You know the thing, Crazy? What's his name, Knowles Barkley? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I was trying to figure out if it was a man or a woman. CeeLo Green. I, yeah. I purposely didn't want to know for a while. Mm. You know that song? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good song. Yeah. You know the song? Yeah. Crazy? Yeah. Yeah, so that was like that reminds me of 2012 because I played yeah. it a lot. Good list, played it a lot. Good. Yeah, solid, yeah. solid. All right, Dave Holmes. All right, he uh, has the one about the tape. I bet. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I bet. Be a uh, okay, has that. Uh, well, I have actually something worse, and I feel bad because I'm sitting next to Lorraine Newman, who has a Skrillex T-shirt on. Uh, dubstep. <laughs> I just don't like dubstep at all. What is that? Uh, it is a new style of music that is every dubstep song. And, uh, and it's kind of starting to break through to the mainstream a little bit. Taylor Swift has elements of dubstep in, in her new single. Rihanna has a lot. Rihanna has a lot. I thought it was and a dance just, for the longest time. Yeah. Step is in the name. I tried. I've really tried to keep an open mind, shit. and I just I don't like it at all. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm willing to keep an open mind, but so far everything that I've heard I really hate. I started going to a, uh, to a CrossFit gym that is near my house, and they play so much Skrillex. Uh, that I want to kill myself. Like, I really want to kill, it's not motivating Heaven. at all. I just want to die. Heaven. It's just—it's really—it's just truly clanging and wah wah wah, and it's just—and it makes me feel old, and I'm getting old. So, you know, but it it's great sense. for Tabata squats. Sure, sure, sure. And oh, you know—you know your language. When you Good told cables. when you told Skrillex to get off your lawn, yeah. Number four: the coverage of the 2012 election on cable oh, news yeah, I got that. was oh. fucking miserable. It was miserable. It was hundreds of people uh, who have jobs as pundits uh, who don't know what the fuck they're talking about Absolutely. and don't pay any penalty for not knowing mm-hmm. what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. They just have to fill time. They just have to say something. Mm-hmm. It makes me nuts. Um, I, although uh, Fox News on election night was glorious. So good. <laughs> so good. It was a clown show. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, number three is a perennial least favorite, the word meh. I yeah. hate it. I hate it. Really? Meh, M-E-H. I don't like oh, people meh. saying it, but I think I like it when it's written. I don't, I, if somebody like texts I just me like back, it. meh. I hate I it like all. It's kind of funny. I hate it all. Really? It's just like, to me, it's just like, it's the sweatpants of words. It's just like, I give up. I give up. I don't want to, I don't like, I just don't feel any way about what I'm going to say, but I still have to say something, so meh. Yeah, yeah. It drives me fucking crazy. The sweatpants of words. It's not worth putting on a real I have to have that on a pillow. I did. Right then. I was, uh, <laughs> well, maybe. I uh, I went to uh, uh, the thing up in um, South Dakota. It's like the Biker Fest. And I was taking pictures of people's T-shirts because they had some Saugus. really filthy T-shirts. The what? Was it Saugus? Uh Something Saugus. like that. It wasn't Saugus, but um, I don't know. What? It's a big biker festival. And, and like everyone's got a dirty T-shirt. I saw a woman with like a T-shirt that said, it ain't going to lick itself. Oh, you no. Know, like that kind of thing. And so I, so I took a bunch of people's T-shirts, and I was like, these, this, these people are fucking ridiculous. And then I got back home, and the first thing I saw when I got off the plane was a woman with a T-shirt that said, meh. And I was like, oh. well, we're no better. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two is uh, Twitter beef. <clears throat> what? When people what? are beefing on Twitter, oh, and it yeah. gets like caught in the news. You can't oh. handle it. 
can happen. Happens all the time. All the yeah. time. And all it time. gets covered like real news. Yeah. Because like, the talking heads have nothing to cover, so they right. go to Twitter to right. Right. Yeah. And, and in the, the old day is just 140 characters like right. literally just reading tweets. It's the craziest thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and so and so said, yeah. uh, you a hoe. And but it's like, you know, Anderson Cooper is saying right. this. You know what I mean? On on the What's news. What's even better is when someone's fake beefing and the outlets pick it up like it's real. Right. Like when like Patton Oswald and Dave Anthony are fucking with each other right. or whatever and giving each other shit and then somebody runs like, uh-oh, these two really hate yeah. each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, they're, friends, they're, friends. they're friends and they're just fucking Chris around. Chris right. Lemon and Jonah Hill. Hmm. Yeah, he, he would, Jonah was rude to him in a hotel and he was Oh, uh, Don Lemon from CNN. Don Lemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Lemon is actually Jack Lemon's son. Right. <laughs> but Jack, what's his name? Yeah, uh, uh, t- uh, what is his Don? name? Don, Don Lemon. Yeah. Don Lemon. Yeah, and uh, Jonah Hill were Hated beefing <laughs> on Twitter and it got covered by the news. And it's just, it's like, let's all, let's all be grown-ups. You know what I mean? Sometimes we shouldn't be able to reach each other all the time. Um, and my number one least favorite thing, and it's not really her fault, um, but it's uh, endemic of a larger problem. Britney Spears on the X Factor. Oh, I thought that too. Um, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, oh she just was just kind of checked oh my out. God. And 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 what was sadder was that it was clear that Simon Cowell wanted her to flip out on the air, like yeah, because yeah, they figured if she was good, then that's kind of a win. But if she's terrible and just starts crying and like flips a table or whatever, then people. even better. better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then people are going to be talking about the show. I need the and nothing. He's so yeah, go ahead. But look at all the liquor. <laughs> <laughs> the liquids everywhere. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it seemed like such a cynical uh, thing to do. And, 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 and it happened, like the way that it played out, she was just kind of, she got there. And, and I, I, I don't know. Uh, well, the press has been so mean because they were saying Simon wanted crazy Britney and he right. only got boring Britney. Yeah. Right. But she was boring. This was, was so astonishing. I mean, she got $12 million for yeah. this. And her comments were invariably. I thought it was amazing. Amazing. Uh, you surprised glasses. me. Yeah, yeah. You know, with these tepid little hand claps mm-hmm. when she, and tight little smiles when she didn't like the people with the ha- head tattoos and shit like that. Right. I mean, she was staggeringly dull. And this was, I was amazed at how dull she yeah. was. Yeah, she really was. Um, and I think dulled. You know, like, yeah, I, I just feel possibly. like she was so heavily medicated. Yeah, it, was, it could be that. And, I mean, and, like, all the other judges would rib each other and have fun and whatever, but no one would ever look at her. She wouldn't look at them. They wouldn't engage her. She wouldn't engage them. It was really sad. So sad and all. And, and it just, it was so, it was such the result of, like, a really cynical gamble that yep. made me sad. I got some shit for some tweet I did about, like, because I watched the first pilot of it, and I said something about it being, like, really manufactured and, like, what more like the X, like, Staged factor or whatever, because yeah. there was a, showing that like country singer backstage mm-hmm. who kept like talking shit about everybody, and then of course she got out there and she couldn't sing. Right. But right. it felt like a lot of her stuff was like, "Oh, can you say that again?" Like, let's oh, let's yeah. tape. Like, like it felt completely contrived. Yeah. And I got tons of people, like, and not tons, like maybe ten or twelve people writing me, be like, "Shut the fuck up." Like, because I was dissing <laughs> the X Factor. <laughs> right. Like, that, that was our fire bat. Uh, shit, shut, at shut least up. they're shut funny. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I was like, oh, sorry that I have an opinion about the fucking X Factor. Really? <laughs> <laughs> they did a terrible thing on, the, on that show also, which was that they had all of the all the contestants backstage, like, do all the exposition at, at the beginning because yes. they didn't have hosts until the live shows. Right. So all these people were, like, walking to the audition like perfectly lit with visible like mics Log on mics them. Like on. I'm gonna be late. And like no, you're not. You're not. You're, you're, yeah. The camera crew is following you there. They're gonna wait for you. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, right. yeah, it was. It was. It was, a, it was rough stuff. And I just. I don't know. I felt bad for Britney, but I also. You know. I don't know. She got twelve million dollars. So yeah, exactly. I shouldn't feel too bad, too bad about it. Yeah. Well, that uh, was amazing. Yeah, amazing. Uh, <laughs> my theme song of the year. Uh, there was a guy that I fell in love with this year called Frank Turner. 
who is like a British sort of uh, punk country singer. Um, and he's uh, there. It is. Everybody, click, click, write it down. Um, he he's kind of in in the vein of like a Dropkick Murphys or um, or that kind of thing, where it's like it's sort of um, Michael Bublé. British, yeah, <laughs> British sort of Celticish kind of punk. But but he's an incredible lyricist. Um, and he this year uh, headlined uh, Wembley, um, which was incredible. So he's just he. Um, I just got into him this year, and I've listened to almost nothing but Frank Turner all year long. Oh, Frank, wow. And uh, he just came out with an album that is kind of like it's sort of a greatest hits. Uh, it's like the best of his first three albums to sort of bring the U.S. market up to speed, and uh, and that uh, it's phenomenal. And it has a DVD of his show at Wembley, which is great. But the first song on it is called "I Knew Proof Rock Before He Got Famous," and it's just mm-hmm. it is beautiful it is so it's it's like it's it's him singing about his band and there are people that i don't know and i barely know him uh, i don't know him personally at all um but it's just there's just something beautiful and primal about it and it makes mm. me cry and i i just i i love it um and it 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 came out i guess in 2008 or 2009 um but i put it, it it's m- number one on my best of 2012 mix because it was on that compilation so that was my workaround for the uh, for the rule <laughs> that i made up myself that nobody cares about but me um but yeah that was my song of the year and i i can't get enough i still can't it's 2013 awesome. i can't stop listening yeah. there you go awesome. write it down frank turner, frank turner. that's it Miss well, well done, you know, right. a lot of my... this was the worst thing. Mm-hmm. That's his favorite song. Well, my song. <laughs> Damn it, Fred. Um, a lot of my stuff has been touched on. You know, the uh, Mitt Romney's campaign, which was just so despicable. Yeah. Um, and so shocked when they didn't win. Yeah. I know. Well, that was, that was just... Um, Amazing, you know the bubble. They talk about the bubble, and the, well, we have our own news source. You know what? <laughs> our own pollers. Uh-huh. Exactly. Right. That's um, the thing. Like everybody on every. I'm sorry to interrupt, but okay. every everybody on every cable news uh, uh, show had their own opinion. They had their own set of facts, and it was you just couldn't you couldn't get close to any like any objective truth at all. Yeah, well, that's true. So every room shocked. becomes the mm-hmm. network. Right. You know what's in that's, my top five? I should have. What's his name? Donald Trump. Oh, what, what a buffoon. asshole. And, you yes. know, Despicable when he, he couldn't man. believe that, you know, Obama won and the birthing. Yeah, Trump. That should have been uh. on the list. Yeah, well, th- that's a lot of the things that, that, you know, it's the fact that the lunatic fringe has taken over so much Congress mm-hmm. and made it so dysfunctional, so much more dif- dysfunctional than Washington has ever been. It's just horrifying. And, and, you know, I'm kidding when I say A Handmaiden's Tale is a second away, but when the whole thing with Roe v. Wade was coming up and all this kind of stuff, that's what it really felt like we were facing. Scary. You know, and, um, yeah, there are a lot, there are a ton of pundits that don't know what they're talking about. And, um, but the campaign itself, the whole idea of, you know, you can, st- you can say anything. The whole misdirect and misinformation mm-hmm. and... It was just, it was sickened me. It really sickened me. It's amazing. You can say anything you want, and then enough people will pick up on it and make it viral that, like, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, crazy the it. interpretation, I mean, this was, this was when, when uh, McCain was running against Obama, um, I think it was, um, it was some guy, Wesley Clark, I think, had said, you know, um, just because you're a, a wonderful soldier doesn't qualify you to be president. He was saying this about McCain. And um, McCain said his response was, I'm proud of my service. And that exactly yeah. encapsulates the misdirect 
of of what it, what happens here is he's mm-hmm. saying one thing mm-hmm. and the response is something entirely different yep. that has nothing to do with what was said. Yeah. Which he was going to say, these colors don't run. <laughs> Ain't going to lick itself. Yeah. Ain't going to lick itself. And that's why every, every statement that anybody can, can make can be perverted. Yep. Yeah. And it's maddening. But moving on, mm-hmm. I also had the same thing with Britney Spears on The X Factor. Mm. Um, you're amazing. I'm so proud of you. You were great. That was amazing. Unbelievable. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, that was, <laughs> that was the extent of her repertoire. I mean, everybody else had these extensive critiques, and that was it for her. Mm. It was astonishing to me. But then also I was watching The Voice. I liked The Voice also. Mm. And I was really rooting for this guy named Nicholas David, who was the soul singer from Minneapolis. Did the dude with the beard? The dude with the beard. But as time went on, he became slicker and slicker and was like, you know, yeah, babe. Yeah, babe. That was his catchphrase. You know, he just became incredibly groovy. And it was so embarrassing. I, I just was like thinking, please, dude, stop. Stop. You were, you were just ruining it for yourself. And, you know, would it be time to CeeLo to be commenting on how he did, you know, yeah, baby. Yes, yeah, CeeLo. <laughs> you know, oh, God, stop. And the other thing is, like, half the time those people, like, are sort of authentic when they start in whatever it That's is that exactly they do. That's exactly what And then they're like, well, let us get our hands on you to make you completely yeah. not authentic oh, to what yeah. you were. And, like, the end product is like, wow, I fucking hate this guy now. Where exactly. I really liked him when he started out. Yeah, and, like, he L.A. Reid ruined him. Thanks, L.A. That's exactly. why I stopped watching American Idol. I haven't watched the other shows, but, like, American Idol just became that. It was like, you'd watch until that process began, and then I'd be like, now nah, I can just, I'm, I'm yeah, done. Like, I'm out. It'd be yeah. that first group of singers. You'd be like, oh, we, these are all good singers with interesting yeah. takes. And then it was like, let's make them stars. It's like, no, Taylor no. Hicks singing Do I Make You Proud right. is the exact opposite of what Taylor Hicks fucking is. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's where they took him. And, like, he's not, like, he's washed up from that, you know? Right. Like, because yeah. he went against everything that made him cool and interesting. Right. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, Michaela Maroney's sourpuss during the Olympics. I mean, I love that it became, I guess what it was a meme. It was a meme. Yeah. It became a meme of, of her. And those things were really funny, but essentially it was just like, Oh, gee, you're kind of a spoiled and Hello, entitled lady. Yeah. little girl. You're a freaking Olympian. Show some class. Yeah. No, I know. Exactly. I mean, there was also the ethos of just, you know, in America, I think if you're not number one, you are nothing. Yeah. And, you know, people have to realize what it takes to even get to the Olympics. Yeah. To even get there. To not let alone, even if you don't medal, you got there. You know, and it just kills me that people, if you are not a gold medal winner, you are nothing. You are invisible. You are forgotten. You're apologizing for America. <clears throat> yeah, I am. I am apologizing No, no, no. If you're not winning a gold medal, you're apologizing yeah. for America. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. So I was at a Dodger game that she was at, and they did the like, kiss cam thing, and like it kept cutting back to her, like, kind of go, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the king has spoken. No. <clears throat> um, also, the... Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah. just so, and I, I didn't even read it, but what little I knew about it, I, I just knew that I had to hate it. <laughs> um, the inner goddess, the whole concept of inner goddess is so embarrassing. <laughs> it's just mortifying. How would anybody refer to themselves as having an inner goddess with any kind of, you know, pride of decency? Well, my inner goddess objects to this. <laughs> and I guess, um, well, and I lo- also I love Silver Lining Playbook. I wanted to say that. But uh, the, um, 
The theme song. I, I have to say, I love dubstep. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I love you know, this happening. You know, whenever I go to Coachella, I always end up in one tent, and it's the tent that plays all of the dubstep. And I don't, you know, I think that Skrillex, Dylan Francis, Nero, um, Butch Clancy, these guys are composers. That's what it is for me, that it is compositions of sound. And it excites me. I don't know why, but it just does. And, you know, I'm, I'm old enough to have seen the Beatles twice. But I just, I love this kind of music so much. I don't know why. And so there's a song called Internet uh, Friend by Knife Party. <laughs> and it, it has a pretty great um, music video, too. But um, <clears throat> it has, um, let me just see where I have the lyrics. It's, it's a guy who is online all the time, and then his, his Internet friend can't believe that she's, He's not responding. And it's it's a British woman with this really cool voice. And he's this schlub who's somewhere, you know, in his apartment with all of his gadgets and his iPad and his phone and everything. And she's trying to get into his house. Um, She's trying to break in, but it's like, um, what are the lines? I've got them here somewhere because I can't remember a cotton-picking thing. (laughs) Where is it? Anyway, it's like... I can't believe that you're not getting back to me. You blocked me on Facebook, and now you're going to die. Yeah. You know? um, like Stan. And, like Stan? Remember that Eminem song? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. I do remember that song. But I also have the same problem with Facebook in that, you know, I hate to block anybody. I hate to, you know, I have, two, I have two pages. I have a personal page, and I have a professional page. I don't like calling it a fan page because I think it's so demeaning to people. But I have a very nice letter that I write for people who are strangers that make a friend request. And nine times out of ten, everybody is so great. But every once in a while, it's like, go fuck yourself. I met you in 1975. Don't you remember? You didn't friend me. I was going to tell you that. <laughs> the fan page is tough because I'll get like so and so wants you to like like their fan page. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, look, you're sort of my friend, but I'm not like a fan of you. Like I feel weird like not. being a fan He's of He's a guy you. that you look, know just tell me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Josie towing around. It's just weird to get a request like so and so wants you to be their fan. It's like, uh, that yeah. just seems weird. My like, neighbor. revere me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you know, I can't like, cool, I guess. You out, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's just Facebook. Yeah. Whatever. What Next. Tim. Tim. <clears throat> uh, I, no particular order. Um, uh, number one, uh, which is much like uh, my top five, uh, the presidential election. Um Oh, God. The other side of that coin, many things we've hit upon, uh, just the, the – how depressing it was that our collective stupidity was, ba- was uh, laid bare. Yes. Uh, uh, which ties right yes. into my number two, uh, legitimate rape. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, here, I'll pull this over. Uh, put it this way. Anytime you start out a quote with, uh, well, my doctor friends tell me, it's, you, you should probably just shut – up right there. Yeah. Um, I was, and it was so depressing how much of this just non scientific, anti education, anti intelligence yes. crap was coming out. And um, it, it just depressed me Depre- yeah. to the point where, like, I couldn't respond on Twitter. I didn't want it. It's just like, yeah. wh- why you're not, you're obviously just. 
who you are, and I'm not going to change you. But man, that bumped me out. Mm. Um, I uh, number three, my, uh, you're uh, Honey Boo Boo, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, and slash Kardashians. Yeah. All that. The, just the. Okay. I, I get that that a lot of reality TV is just to sort of watch and uh, and and just. The garbage TV that we all are guilty pleasures. Yeah. But honey, we, we, I've tried a couple times. I've tried, and it's just like this this, this Jabba the Hut woman and and oh, her roly poly oompa loompa of a child, and I just feel like like I'm taking part in a snuff film yeah. if I'm watching it. Yeah. And and so I, I watch about six healthy. hours on the marathon. But uh, yeah. but the flip side is uh, they're making. Oh, much money. Oh, yeah. Now, I mean, because it costs nothing to produce. And yeah. when you say they, it's uh, not the family. It's TLC. No, no, the family, each cast member. Really? First season. No, they didn't. they didn't. They are now. Now they They're are. making a tremendous pay. I'm excited, right? but I'm worried about her. Though. I mean, because oh, anything should all that be this worried girl about does there. for the rest of her life, oh, it's going to be honey boo boo, <laughs> does blah blah blah, whatever she does. Unless she Think takes. about that, how much she's. Like, uh, uh, you know, unless someone you become a porn star named go. Bunny Hoo Hoo, it's going to be terrible. Bunny's Hoo Hoo, but then she'll be sued by the real Bunny Hoo Hoo, um, and she'll spend all her money that she gets on the show on to. So it's just, okay. um, you know, that just makes me sad. Um, next, um, Pan Am and the Playboy Club. Oh, okay, that's right. And here's not that I spent a lot of time watching these television shows. But it's, it was just so indicative of what that industry, of which I make my bread and butter, does, which is like, take something. Oh, this is Mad Men. Great. Ooh. Yeah. Well, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll get him a skinny tie and put some uh, brill cream in his hair. Because that's and, what people uh, like. Get a girl with some big boobs. And uh, people like this, right? Yeah. They like that. And here. And it's just like, man. Yeah. You know, Missing the yeah. there's, there's a little bit more involved. So that, that just depressed me. Yeah. Um, uh, number five, uh, American Idol. Ooh. They can just take a ride on the, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. You know what? I try not to swear as much on this this particular podcast. Did you swear a lot? Oh my remember. god! My children can never listen to it. <laughs> um, we, we did talk about Deadwood and its language. Well, that's oh, true. Yeah. It, it came that out. Part but American Idol. I, I used to love American Idol. Uh, mm. It was. I actually have a, a great group of friends that we sort of. Our friendship was based on it. We we met and we would laugh about it, and we started gambling on it. <laughs> and and then we would bring we would create teams. We would do a draft. It was great. And then other friends would sort of join our teams. Of you know, I'm on the Amitsa teams. I'm yeah. the Sherman's <laughs> teams. I'm the Medina's teams. And there was a prize at the end. There was dinner. And I can't even watch this shit anymore. <laughs> it was just. Uh, well, so Ryan Seacrest is such a douchebag. Well, uh, well, no, no, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The one that I'm going to douchebag, poor Dunkelman. Uh, Dude, why did you leave? Come on, oh, man. I'll take. Do you want to know what happened? Yes. What happened with Dunkelman? Okay. Uh, well, this is what I heard. So this, this could, this could, be, which is a joke in my family. If don't right. be Dunkelman. Okay, don't talk about it. He, <laughs> um, he apparently he was a comedian, right? And I guess he still is. And they they hired two people because because Pop Idol in the UK had this radio sure. duo who had been together for a long, long time who hosted it together. So like. 
as with anything, they were like, well, we need two guys. We need a blonde guy and a brunette guy. And so yeah, they, so they do it in Europe. But they had never met each other, right? So, um, and it's, you know, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> two humans could, who could not be further apart. Who could not be further yeah, apart. Exactly. So, and they, and they wrote them all kinds of jokes and stuff, right? And Brian Dunkelman, who uh, is a comedian, said, like, I, these jokes are corny. I'm not going to say them. And Ryan Seacrest would time and again say, give it to me. I'll do it. Yeah. So he started doing more and more of the actual, like, heavy lifting of the show. Mm-hmm. And it became more and more obvious that they didn't need the other guy. So he, just by trying to be, like, a good comedian, he just yeah. like, himself. He well, shrugged himself out of and, the job. And it's, it's too bad for him. And I, yeah. I do feel really bad. And, I, and Ryan, God bless him and his palace in the sky. He, I, I think what he does... He does it better than anyway. It's not my taste, but uh, I'll give him this. Like he, Ryan Seekers reminds me of that in Living Color sketch with the Jamaicans. With how many jobs you got, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six mm-hmm. jobs. Yeah. Like Ryan Seekers yeah. has like 132 yeah. jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He like, like wakes up at three in the morning, yeah. records it. Yeah, right. he's insane. He's like pulling the Dick Clark now. Like yeah, yeah absolutely. Like he hosts yeah, everything. He, he does everything, and like he does one specific thing for <coughs> right. Like that's what he does. But what but is there be anything the, else beyond it? I mean, there's not nothing really, no. else, right? What will you remember of it? Like, you what's have? your well, favorite episode of listen, Keeping Up with the Kardashians? He's a great traffic cop. Right. Ryan Seacrest is a good traffic yeah. cop. No, he's, he's great. He's, he's good at going like you go here, you go there, prompter, commercial, come back. You know the thing that that bothers me about him is he has this conceit that he is humorous. And what he does is, especially in the years that I, I stopped watching it a long time ago, but what I saw him doing, these contestants are fighting for their lives. It's the most important thing that has ever happened to them. And the stakes are so unimaginably high. And he asks them questions that are uh, uh, insincere and made to make them look dumb and make him look funny. Mm-hmm. And I've seen him do that a lot also, he dissed Kathy Griffin, who's a fellow groundling and a friend of mine. But also, he does this odious show on the radio called Ryan's Roses. Oh, yes. Where they call these people what? up and trick them. What? I was telling John about this. That they're, che- they're cheating on oh, their Yeah, love. someone calls because they suspect it's their partner vile. of cheating. And so there's a radio interview with he, him and the person that they think their partner's oh, cheating. Oh, it's like that show Cheaters? It's so, it's it's so sad. I'm going to make you feel better and worse always... at the same time. I know somebody who's done voices faking. For that show, so it's all fake. It's all fake. Really? It's all fake. Yeah, no, they're all actors. It's totally staged. It's like a deep underground. Yeah, it's like a deep underground acting thing that these people get paid to do that. And then guys, we just yeah, it's all young. We just blew the lid off. Expose. Oh my gosh, that just blew my mind. I would see him on American Idol. He'd do these kind of slow burn Jack Benny takes. Of like, isn't what that person said just stupid? And I, I just hated him for it. Yeah, I really did. It worked with Pickler. Nobody. She <laughs> <laughs> was asking no, for Kelly. it. Um, so the the song it's it's not from this year. It's I, it's from last year. Uh, it's not the most obscure. Um, the Cave, Mumford and Sons. Oh, it's yeah. um, mm-hmm. I uh, my my friend my co-star Maggie turned me on to them, and uh, I think I didn't stop just blasting it all the time at work and uh, brought it home to my girls. And so we literally will sing it, I think, four times a week on the way to school. Oh, and they ask me for it. And, and I have this vision of a, just a kid's choir. So my my mm. kids go to school and uh, they, the choir did like an arcade fire one time. And ah, wow. then 
someone recorded it and Arcade Fire wrote them a letter saying this was awesome. Oh and I gosh. actually gave it to the music teacher and said, just, I just want to hear the kids do this in assembly. Oh. I love everything about that song. I love what it mm. says and I love hearing my kids sing it. And oh, mm. good answer. So that's, that's my song. Nice. Bring I love that. I love that folk rock is like a big thing now. Yeah. Like it's on the radio and it like charts and like it's cool. Says the man in the vest. Right. <laughs> That's right. Man with the beard. Uh, all right. Uh, I wrote multiple things because I wasn't sure what would be covered by the time it got back to me, knowing that it would snake around. So I'll pick five of these. Uh, number one, this kind of goes hand in hand what we were talking about, and that's Russell Crowe and Lamez. Oh. Who so bad. was beyond miscast? Oh my god! Um, I give you that. <laughs> it was painful. Then right? it must like, be bad. Here's the thing: just look in his eyes yeah. the whole time, oh. like, "Oh my god, I'm out of my element. I'm out of my fucking element." Yeah. Yeah. I figured he wouldn't be able to sing it that well. Like, he's a right. decent like rock singer, a thirty odd foot of grunt. Like, right. he's an okay rock singer, but like, I figured like he wouldn't be able to really handle it. But. What I was surprised with was like how not in command of that character he was. It was like terrified restraint the yes. whole performance. Yeah, the whole thing like, is like Javier uh, is supposed to be this really fucking intimidating guy. Like that's like and so that way like John Valjean is scared for his life yeah. the whole movie. But it felt like Russell Crowe was like I can't wait to go home. Yeah, <laughs> like for the whole please, the whole time. And then the, his songs are like please let me go. <laughs> exactly. Like when his character meets his demise in the film, like I feel like everybody in the, in the theater breathed a collective sigh. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Like, and you're like, it took so long took to make so that long. decision. We're like, go. yeah, I get it. Talk about the star some more. Yeah. Just go. <laughs> just go away. Time. I like he was just playing sort of asshole. And I like Russell Crowe a lot. I think he's a great actor. And that's what killed me about the fact that, like, he couldn't act it on top of not singing it. Yeah. Like, that's for me. I was like, oh, but you're so good. Yeah, I Almost can forgive the in. singing more than the yeah, acting. exactly. Yeah. It's like, if it, he had been, like, really, like, intimidating and great, and then his singing was just okay... It I felt like, like there was no direction on him. Like, I don't know if everybody else came with a really strong Tom idea of what they wanted to it do. It felt like Tom <laughs> yeah. Cooper was like, look, you got us our funding. Yeah. So do let's just do. do what you're going to do, and we'll get through this together. Yeah. One day at a time. So Russell Crowe's name is. Uh, number two is who I think is maybe the most repugnant human being in the history of the world ish is chris brown mm. yeah mm-hmm. uh who not only does like one awful thing does like one so awful thing many. a week like this guy is fucking terrible um like after, even it's like his twitter feud with jenny johnson high five which yeah. is like hilarious so many disgusting. and just so many disgusting things but it got it's me like, following jenny johnson yeah, it's true. That's great. That's true. Like this guy doesn't have issues. He has a fucking subscription. This guy has everything wrong with him. Yeah. So, and the fact that people still come to his defense about like, well, his music's so fucking great. Yeah, like all these young girls uh, that are fans, like it breaks my heart. What is going on? Look, I mean, you know, Hitler was a decent painter, but I'm not coming to his defense. Uh, you know what I mean? Like fucking Chris Brown's terrible. Uh, so there's that. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna skip the sports thing because that won't have any sort of thing in it. Uh, number four, uh, the death of Hostess products. Yeah. Uh, Twinkies, Ding Dongs, Ho Hos. It's not so much that like I eat them that often because I don't. Though when I found out they were killed, I went on a quest to find. He Twinkies. was on his way to the podcast, uh, and I was like, I'm gonna find some fucking Twinkies, <laughs> and they were sold out everywhere. It was great. I finally found some, but like. Still, just the fact like I I hate seeing things that like were part of my childhood or growing up things that just go away. So like knowing that in the future like my kids will never know what it's like to go out and rent a video that kills me. Like they'll know what it's like to stream a video on iTunes or whatever, but they won't know what it's like to fucking go to a store and pick up the case and look at it and figure out what these videos are and take like. So it's just part of that. I hope bookstores don't go away. 
Was there? <laughs> good. And they're already yeah. almost gone. Like, you know, it's Kindle's just, now. Just you know? walk in there, pick a book, smell it, see yeah. it. Yeah. There's always going to be people that buy vinyl that like will trade will CDs and DVDs. Will be what those old vinyl things are? I think so. I, think I hope so. so. It's well, going to be used book bookstores. Like hopefully, will become like cultural sites. Like you know? Amoeba. You yeah, say? it'll be like the site where you go to talk to other book lovers, and like I think they'll serve a purpose. I don't like know. Like the like the book soups versus the Barnes and Noble. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So that's kind of a bummer to me to see mm-hmm. those things start to go away. And like supposedly Bazooka Gun Gum is almost done too, oh, and yeah. like just shit that like. Are like staples of us growing up that like, and I know every generation's gone through this things that are no longer mm-hmm. there, but like it's now it's starting to see the shit that yeah. I grew up on going away completely that like my kids will never understand like kind of bones me out. But then don't have kids. Yeah, there we go. That's, <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah, that's my what I do. Um, Snoop Dogg becoming Snoop Lion. Um, it's a phase. It's a phase. What the fuck is that? Oh. Is this a thing? It's a real thing. So Snoop Dogg went to Jamaica um, because they have weed there. (laughs) And uh, he could have just gone to Washington State. That's true. He met with some (laughs) spiritual leader there or something who said, like, you are no longer a dog. You are now a lion. And so he's changing his name to Snoop Lion. He's going to put out a reggae album. Because, like, one thing we need is more fucking reggae. (laughs) So that's more reggae dilettantes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, come yeah. on, like, and, and like, I have a feeling it'll be one album, it'll bomb, and he'll go back to Snoop Dogg. Mark He's my coming words back. Now. This is sure. just a phase. But that just made me crazy. It's a thing. It's a thing. I was gonna say the Oogie Loves movie. I was gonna say Spider Man. You keep the saying dark. what you're not gonna say. But what I'm gonna say? <laughs> did you see Spider Man? Turn off the I dark? did. I saw it when I, I did after too. we had our conversation. It was It's fucking. It's a. It's it's a train wreck. The musical. Is it ever bad? It's yeah. Uh, but my fifth thing is the music choices by Robert Zemeckis in the movie Flight yes. made me fucking crazy. So on the nose, right? He's like, here's a lyric of what's happening in this exactly. scene. Exactly. It's like, like, what? Okay, there's a couple scenes where somebody's doing heroin. So let's do Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili yes. Peppers. No. And yes. let's do Sweet Jane by The Velvet Underground. Oh, cool. Which are literal fucking heroin movies. Uh, no. Every time John Goodman's character comes on, they play Sympathy for the Devil right. because he's a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right. his, his theme is feeling all right. Bah, bah, like he does coke. Because like, he does coke, but he feels right. okay enough to fly these planes. Every Every single thing in that movie is like indicated with the literal movie choice. It's as if a five year old (laughs) went on Genius on iTunes (laughs) and programmed the music choices for this movie. So bad. And it's not surprising in the sense if you think about like the soundtrack to Forrest Gump, there's similar things to that on there too. Right, but that was that had this element of nostalgia, right? It was like they're telling a story that that fit the time. So it was like, oh, okay, for every season, turn, turn, because we're changing seasons. You know, it made sense. It's like it's a song of that era. This makes no sense. But in flight, it's like. It's literally like yeah. the worst sound design of any movie yeah. I think I've ever seen, and it made me angry because that movie I like I thought was just okay. Like I thought Denzel was really good in it, but like I also don't really like addiction movies. They get old to me, and like I get it, you're battling your demons. The end. Right. Um, but yeah, but those music choices made me insane watching that movie. So that was my number five. Uh, His song was feeling all right. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> His songs was a soundtrack from Flight. <laughs> yeah, so my song of the year is uh, Under the Bridge. Where it's, actually uh, it's not necessarily my favorite song of the year because it's not, but to me it, it just really summed up 2012, and that's the song Sail by AWOL Nation because it was fucking everywhere. Um, if you watch movies or TV, sure. mm-hmm. uh, it 
it was on So You Think You Can Dance. There was a couple of routines to it. Uh, it was on the show The Good Wife. It was on Justified. It was on Nokia ads. It was mm. on a house promo. Whoa. It was just kind of this go-to, like, cool, like, mid-tempo, like, beat-heavy song that was just everywhere. And it's it's a good song. It's like a good atmospheric track, but it just, to me, was like 2012 summed up because mm. I heard it everywhere and every single thing. So... I guess that would be my song of the year. Right. Sail by All Nation. It's a good song. Did it, guys. It's not my favorite, but it's a good song. Uh, all right. We're going to finish this thing off by going around and doing our Rapid New Year's fire. resolutions pretty quickly. Yeah? Yeah. I'll start it, and we'll go back okay. around. Okay. Uh, and thank you guys for listening, yeah. and thank you guys for being here. This has been really fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, my New Year's resolution, podcast-related, is to not say like so much, because when I listen back to the fucking episodes, that is my pause word. Uh, and to book uh, more guests uh, from the 80s that is like my wheelhouse. So, Peter Billingsley, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Alex Winter, Lance Guest, any of the Goonies. Lou Diamond Phillips, Christian Slater, Joyce Heiser, John Cryer. Come on, <laughs> would you? Uh, and then my personal thing would be just to eat better and exercise more, which is kind of my usual thing every fucking yeah. year. <laughs> so those are my New Year's resolutions. Moving on, Tim. I don't normally make them just out of principle because I figure why I fail all the time. Um, <laughs> but since you asked, I, honest to God, am going to try and do this. Not when I should be going to bed, open up my iPad and start playing Star Wars Angry Birds. <laughs> and then right. two hours later. <laughs> I got to get up and take my kids to school. In oh, six my gosh. Oh, this will do. Oh, yeah. Lorraine? Well, I also don't believe in New Year's resolutions. And um, I'm very tired of, of promising myself, this year I'm going to exercise habitually. Because, you know, it's taken me years to understand if I get the idea in my head to start working, on a, working out on a regular basis, I shouldn't buy all the accoutrements that go with that, the shoes, the clothes, the weights, etc. Because you just feel like a schmuck as they start yeah. to gather mm-hmm. dust. Or people who say, I, I can't write um, at my house. I have, to, I have to go somewhere to be alone. I have to go to the beach or I have to be in Paris. <laughs> you know, you can write anywhere. Yeah. So it's just I've learned, I know myself, you know, and, and one thing I know about myself is that I don't keep New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I already broke well mine. I'm not saying that to be funny, but because it's the fifth already, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> I broke mine, man. But you go. Okay. Uh, mine, is, mine is broad. Strong moves. Strong moves in 2013. Yeah. I tend to, you know, to be too polite or whatever. Yeah. Strong moves. Strong, like confident it. moves. I just, um, my transmission went, it's five, th- no, 3,000. So I said, well, why do you need to have two lattes a day? So I said only one, but I, I broke that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it adds up to 1,000 bucks, so... Just that, and I have another one that's more for Mark Marinish, TMI ish. So, you know, broke that one. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, like you said, like, what's, what's the Jewish thing? Why is this day better than you should make why a resolution is, in uh, why April? Why is this night different from Yeah, anywhere? why just because it's. The, there was a statistic. New Year's Eve, the, the gyms always have new memberships. Oh, yeah. yeah. It makes yeah. so much yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. they go, they're done, no, yeah, you know, yeah, so. Yeah, but that's I'm just gonna try to not eat as I eat so much candy and junk. Goes to my god, I get dizzy. And there's my favorite place. There's a place, Dylan's Candy. Oh yeah, that's oh, like bro. that's like well, having a craft. Discovered that having craft service without the gig because yeah. it's like when you work on a job, you just peruse the craft service. 
And this is like you've seen, yeah. And then they have the retro candy section. And so you go, oh, I had this when I kid. I need to eat seven yes. of these. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to spend $40 on chocolate. I'm trying chuckles. to stay away from Dillon's, but I'm always at the farmer's market. So Nice. Uh, I've, never, I've, I've never been one of those people who, like, says, oh, I have such ADD. Like, I've always been able to focus on one task at a time, except this last year. Like, I realize, and this goes back to why Facebook was on my top five worst list, is, like, I... I've finally mastered complete ADD. Like, I can't write the way I used to. Like, and it really hit me when I was, I um, spoke at an Obama rally and I had to like write something. And like two weeks before, I was like, oh, I could bust this out. And I couldn't write at all for like 10 days. It was literally like four days before the event. And I ended up going back to something I had written for the last election. And I was like, God, I had written this like six weeks before I went up to speak. And I just realized that I've gotten into the habit of procrastinating and checking Twitter and checking Facebook. And so like I can't do it. Like that has to – like this year, if I sit down to write, I'm there to write. And it's like Mm -hmm. it just finally infected me to that point, you know. So this is the year. Nice. Um, I'm, my podcast resolution is to not lean into the mic when I laugh because I always, <laughs> I always do that. I don't mean to. We get some comments occasionally. Yeah, people are like, whoa, back up. And it's true. <laughs> I feel the urge that, like, I just, because I'm laughing, I don't know on it. <laughs> it feels like I'm appreciating someone, but it's making my laugh the loudest thing happening. <laughs> I think it's a human response. You like to share the joke and be in with that just human right. lean yeah. in. And, and it's adorable. <laughs> it's so loud. Oh, my God. It's Thousands so loud. of headphones are thrown against the wall. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Jesus. Um, take it. Yeah. So I'm working on that. I'm working on that. And then as a person, I'm just going to try to trust myself more. Um, it's, I'm going to have a baby. I gotta, I gotta worry less about what people think. I'm also, it's the same thing of just like, I worry about being polite really constantly, and I'm always obsessing over like, like to a hyper, crazy extent of what will this make this person think? Will this make them uncomfortable? I don't want to, to the point where I would be neutral a million times over having anything because I just wouldn't want to make anyone feel weird. I'm gonna try to get better at just like if it matters to me, let, let it matter and don't yeah. judge it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Nice. Strong moves. Very good. Strong moves. Good resolutions, gang. All right. Thank you guys for all being here. Everybody follow these people on Twitter. Most of us are on Twitter. Ryder is uh, at Ryder Strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tim is at Omenson. Dave Holmes is at Dave Holmes. Fred Stoller is at Fred underscore Stoller. Uh, Lorraine is smarter than all of us. It is not on Twitter. Uh, I am at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and Happy New Year, everybody. Happy Happy New Year! Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.